Good Erev Shabbos, everyone. Thank you so much for joining together again as we usher in the Shabbos and transition from the weekday filled with this, its anxiousness and uncertainty to Shabbos filled with all the answers, wholesomeness, feeling complete and serene and peaceful and faith. If only we can have Shabbos more often, but alas, it is a treasure that was designated for us only once a week and not each and every day. I want to thank our generous sponsors, Mendy and Sipora Fishman, my dear friends. This is Chus for Chaya Rivka, Basti Pora Fredo. And uh, again, thank them for supplying this beautiful Sefer that we've been learning together. Before we get back into the Sefer and where we last left off last week when we got ready for Shabbos, to welcome Shabbos, to immerse ourselves in Shabbos, to be transformed by Shabbos, and to be elevated, enriched by Shabbos, to take off our Vachadik upon him, our weekday upon him, filled with uh, worries and wrinkles and gray hair, watching a lot of people. I, I have always been precocious. I went gray before Corona. I've always tried to be ahead of the curve, but I've watched others go gray during Corona. So we take off our fabisan upon him, our worried parim, our anxious panim, our wrinkled panim, our gray panim, and we put on our, our Shabbos, uh, our Shabbos finest, and we feel the sense of joy and tranquility. So I shared on our WhatsApp group, every Friday we have WhatsApp group, those who want to sign up to turn Friday into Erev Shabbos with another idea. And I shared today, we're learning in our Smichas Chavar Shir on, on Sunday nights, the halachas of halachas neiros, the halachas of candle lighting. It's a very interesting halacha about candle lighting. Many people don't know, many people don't observe. Thanks to our Smichas Chaver program, I know that many more people are observing it now. When we lit candles in antiquity, before there was electric lights and before there was uh, light fixtures, a person lit a candle and otherwise it was dark. And the candle is what illuminated the room. The candle brought the light. So as the sun was setting on Friday, it was the lighting of the candle that provided the honor, the glory. And there are three components to Hadlaka's neighbors. We're not going to repeat the entire shir now. But there's Oneg Shabbos, Kavod Shabbos, and Shalom Bayis. We honor Shabbos. We derive pleasure from Shabbos with the candles. And we also create a sense of Shalom Bayis, peace in the home. If it's dark, people trip. People stub their toe, and people curse their spouse, their children. Why'd you leave the toy in the middle of the room? Why did you leave the furniture in the middle of the room? So shalom bias, when you have a little light, and you could see what you're doing. When you could see the chant that you're sneaking late Friday night, when you could see the mishpacha or ami or Jewish press or Jewish week or Jewish action or whatever is your uh, Friday night reading, uh, then when you can see it clearly, you have shalom bias, you have peace. If you can't see and you spill, you can't see, you can't read, you can't see, you can trip, then you're going to lack the Shalom Bayis. So we light candles for all three reasons. But the truth is, in our time where you have electric lights, in our time where it's already light in the room, what illumination are the candles offering? What do the candles contribute? So this is a machlokas between the Machaber and the Ramah. This goes back four or five hundred years, a debate. Tosefes, or when you add light to existing light, does that enough to warrant making a bracha? Is that enough to fulfill the mitzvah of Hadlakas Neros? Based on this, which we're not going to get into in depth, however, modern day poskim suggest, some require, Rav Shechter, others suggest, that before lighting the candles, a married woman, the wife normally lights the candles, a single man, the man lights the candles. Before you light the candles, you turn the lights in the room off, you turn them back on with the intent that you're fulfilling lighting candles. Then you, without interruption, go light the candles, make the bracha, and have in mind that the bracha is chal. The bracha applies both to the candles and to the electric lights as well. It solves a halachic dilemma to do it this way. A person has to be mindful. If you haven't done it this way your whole life, be mindful. Turn all the lights off, turn them back on, and then 
You don't have to worry that your candles aren't expanding or contributing because already enough electric light. The electric light itself is an expression of the fulfillment of lighting the candles, so to say. And so you turn the lights off, turn them back on with the intent of doing so to honor the Shabbos. Then you light the candles, you make the bracha, and you're good to go. You've solved the halachic dilemma. But I wrote in the WhatsApp group, to me, we solve more than just a halachic dilemma. To me, you transform the light of the home. You're no longer carrying the light of the weekday. It's not the same light from Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday. It's not the same light that you ate dinner in the kitchen instead of the dining room. It's not the same light that you had certain conversations, wore certain clothing, had certain worries, felt certain incompleteness. No, you turn that light off. You disconnect and disassociate from the light, from the influence, from the impact, from the flow of electricity that was from the week. And when you turn that light back on and you have in mind you're doing so covered Shabbos, not only are you accomplishing a halachic, uh, not only are you solving a halachic dilemma, but you're transforming the home. The illumination, the light in the home, the tosefas or the extra light in the home is now all, the electric light and the candles are uniting, they're partnering, they're collaborating. There's a synergy as they bring the light of holiness and the light of purity and the light of peace and the light of faith and the light of serenity into our home. Okay, back to the text that we were learning, which is the Be'er HaChayim, which is the great of Melech Biderman on Shabbos. Last left off that Shabbos is even greater, it's even greater than Yom Kippur. Certain forgiveness that you can only achieve on Shabbos, you can't achieve on Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur doesn't mechaper. It can't atone for certain things that Shabbos can atone for. I thought yesterday on the fast day, you know what atones for everything? When you have to wear a mask on a fast day and smell your own bad breath, that's taka kapara. That should taka bring the geula. I think that's enough suffering that should warrant the geula. Anyway, so uh, you can achieve certain things on Shabbos. The geula, that didn't nearly get the smile that it deserves. I guess everybody else had good breath on a fast day. I'm the only one who suffers in my own mask. So uh, we're not only is Shabbos higher and greater than Yom Kippur, we last left off with the insider of Yenison Eibshitz, Teferes Yenison, that... We are greater than angels. All week long, the angels are greater are on a higher level than we. We're struggling with temptation and desire and distraction. We're struggling with the material, physical world. It's weighing us down, and it is, it is uh, making us believe that we are physical, material beings. But come Shabbos, come Shabbos, and I should prove from the Pasuk in Bilam, come Shabbos, we're greater than the angel. We achieve what the angel can't. Our level of feeling whole and complete, our level of feeling faith. The great Gerareb, Amar Belashon Hakasov. The Pasuk says, Kisisa, Rosh B'nai Yisrael, when you lift the head of B'nai Yisrael, this is not our Pasha Kisisa, this is far from our Pasha, back in Shemos, but the words Kisisa, when you lift the census of the Jewish people, Shem Tisa V'tarim Tevaz Rosh, Timtza Shabbos. Kisisa as Rosh. When you lift the head of the Jewish people, when you lift the head, you find Shabbos. This takes a Chidush Harim to figure out where you see Shabbos in the Pasuk. State in Pasuk, the Pasuk says, Kisisa is Rosh B'nai Yisrael, when you lift the head of B'nai Yisrael. Where in those words do you see Shabbos? So says the Chidushi Harim, says the Ger Rebbe, Ha'osios Habos, Achra Osios Rosh. What are the letters after Resh Aleph Shin? Rosh, Kisisa, when you lift the head, the Resh Aleph Shin, what are the letters after Rosh? After the Resh is a Shin, after the Aleph is the Bez, after the Shin is a Saf Shabbos. Kisisa as Rosh. When you lift the head, if you success, successfully lift the head, then that is Shabbos. Lamit Shabbos 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 Zochin Yisrael and Asiyas Rosh Ulehizromim is Gedola Viraba. All week long we walk around with our head down. All week long we're facing the earth, so worried, so miserable, so unsure, so uncertain. We're looking down. 
You can say this spiritually we're looking down. You can say this even physically we're looking down. Physically we're looking down towards the earth because we think that our sustenance, we think that our happiness, we think that our health, we think that it all comes from the earth. We're looking down towards the earth. Like the behemoth, the behemoth, the animal walks on all four, the Maral says, because the animal is attached to the ground, to the earth. The animal thinks it is a finite being, material in this world. The human being stands on two legs. It faces and stretches, stretches and it raises towards the heavens. So all week long we look down, but Kisisa is Rosh. Shabbos we look up. Shabbos we lift our head and Shabbos we look up. As my friend Kyle Zeldin says, all week long we look down at our phones. We're looking down, looking down, looking down, looking down. Oh, Shabbos we finally look up. We say, what? I have beautiful children. I didn't notice them all week long. I was on my phone. I have a wonderful spouse. I have a beautiful home. I have incredible svarim. I have beautiful delicacies. Oh, I have my health. Look how much there is to notice all around me if I just lift my head up out of that fakakta phone. If I just lift my head up out of the technology. Kisisa is rosh. Geshmak, thank you, Kyle. Kisisa is rosh. If I just lift my head. And what are the osios after rosh? Shin based tough. Shabbos. Shabbos gives me the koach. Shabbos gives me the space, the margin, the strength to lift my head out of the technology, lift my head out of the doldrums, lift my head out of the news, lift my head out of the latest data, to lift my head and see the brachas that are all around me. The Ari HaKadosh says that every Shabbos Moshe Rabbeinu descends from heaven and he puts the crowns back on our head. The Gemara says in Shabbos that we came to Har Sinai and we got two crowns. Every Jew at Har Sinai had two crowns, one for Nasa, one for Nishma. And Chaita Egel Hashem said, eh, take the crowns off. You don't deserve them. You're not royalty. You had infidelity. You were disloyal to me. Take the crowns off. You can't claim that you're the princes and princesses. You're not royalty. So when do we get him back in this world? Moshe Rabbeinu comes down, says the Ari every Shabbos, and he puts those crowns back on top of our head. Finally, we can lift our head. We don't have to be looking down. We can look up. We don't have to be brought to the ground. We don't have to be depressed and despondent and worried and fearful. But Shabbos, for 24, 25 hours, we put it all up on the shelf. And it'll be waiting for us when we get back, when we return. But for 24, 25 hours, Kisisa is Rosh. We can finally lift our heads. The Rechaim also says on this Pasuk, it was his Yerotzeit this week, Rav Chaim Ben-Atar. The Rechaim HaKadosh says, Kisisa is Rosh. What happens? A person is feeling down, depressed, guilty, ashamed. What do they do? They have a natural tendency to look down. The person who's ashamed for their mistakes, ashamed of their shortcoming, ashamed they're not realizing and fulfilling their potential, ashamed of the opportunities they wasted and squandered. The person who feels guilty and ashamed, they tend to look down. And what do we say to them? Keep your chin up. What do you want to say? What do you say to somebody who you want to lift their spirits, who you want to tell them, you've got this. You can come back. You're not down and out. The best is yet to come. What's the language we use? What do we use? What does the coach say, Ben Isaacs? He say, keep your chin up. You got this. You got this. So all week long we look down. We're ashamed. We feel guilty. We have a sense of boshes. You rearrange those letters, boshes, and you get Shabbos. On Erev Shabbos you make amends. You fashvish v'masav. Yirchotz adam panav yodavaragla. We don't just wash our head and our hands and our feet physically, but metaphysically. We wash ourselves. We cleanse ourselves. We purify ourselves. We work out. We reconcile. We apologize. We make amends. We ask for forgiveness and we forgive. So instead of carrying boshes shame into Shabbos, we have a sense of Shabbos. It says the Orachim Hakadosh Kisi. Says Rosh, all week long we look down 
And Shabbos comes and Shabbos says, keep your chin up. Shabbos says, you got this. Keep your chin up. It's going to get better. There's Hashem to trust. Be whole and complete. May olam haba. It's a taste of the world to come. There's meaning, there's purpose, there's order to the universe. All week long we walk around like an animal. We may be standing on two legs, but we act like we're on all four. We fress and we eat and we gossip and we slander and we look and we surf the web and we do and we go. All week long we're like an animal, an animal impulse, an animal instinct, an animal desire. We're struggling with not being animalistic. Come Shabbos and we can transcend. Come Shabbos and we can rise above being that animal. Come Shabbos, Kisisa is Rosh. We lift our head. We reaffirm our humanity, our godliness. We make contact with the best of us. We're no longer walking on four, we're walking on two. We rise up. I wish I had my, my Rav Chumash here on Sefer and say for Bamidbar, but I have it in Shul. But the Rav on this week's Pasha, on this week's Pasha, I believe the Rav quotes the story of Yankel the Porter. I may have told it before in this context. He tells the story of Yankel the Porter, the Rav, Rabbi Salavechik, was in Warsaw. And in Warsaw, there was a Shul every block, and there was a Machet Shtibel that he would daven in. And he came, Shalashidus, and they just kept singing, Askidus Hudasa, Mizmo David, Yedid Nefesh, Ka'echsof, over and over and over. So he turns to this Chassid sitting there, this Machet Chassid, and he said, No? What time is Marav? Can we daven Marav already? No? Shabbos almost over. I think I shared with you recently the debate on the Ator Minyanim in my block. Should daven seven minutes before Havdalah time. So punct, we can end Marav right at Havdalah and take out our technology and get back to the week. I said, you think the news is so great? The longer you could go without finding out what's going on, the better off you are. You're in such a rush to find out what's going on. Let's not daven Marav till the Zman Havdalah. Maybe a few minutes after Zman Havdalah. A little, a shtickle Tosef Shabbos wouldn't kill anybody. A little more peace of the Surah. Who wants the Simcha to end? Whoever wants the Simcha to end, to schlep it a little bit longer, a little bit longer. Don't make it end. You want to savor it, the finest and the best, the most delicious, the most rich experiences and things. We want to savor, we want to go a little bit longer. So the Rav turns to Yankel and he says, he didn't know it's Yankel. He says, no one is Marav. Yankel says, don't you recognize me? And the Rav's a young man, a boy. He says, no, who are you? He says, it's me, Yankel the porter. And the Rav describes that all week long he saw this Yankel and he was schlepping pails of water and he was all... Uh, indigent and poor and struggling and he had tattered clothing and he was a poor man and here he sees this regal man and he says Yanka was wearing a bekasha that had more holes in it than it had fabric that was the bekasha and yet he looked like royalty he looked like a king a prince he didn't recognize him and Yanka said to him what are you in such a rush and he says isn't Shabbos almost over and Yanka said to him words that he never forgot and transformed his observance of Shabbos from then on and mine ever since I read it from the Rav and he turned to the Rav and he said, Do you love the weekday so much that you can't wait for Shabbos to end? Do you love your weekday so much that you can't wait for Shabbos to end? Kisisa is Rosh. Do you can't wait to hang your head again? You can't wait to look down again? You can't wait to open the technology? You can't wait to find out the news? You can't wait to have the worries and the concerns and the anxieties again? The pressures and the competition again? Do you love the weekday so much that you can't wait for Shabbos to end? Kisisa is Rosh. Shabbos gives us the ability to lift our head, turn the light off and back on, and turn it back on, the covered Shabbos. Don't just solve the halachic dilemma of Tosefes or how will my candle lighting contribute to the electric illumination. Turn it off and turn it back on and transform your home. You'll say, what's the difference? It was lit and it's lit again. What's the difference? The answer is, you need to become lit. You need to become on fire. You need to illuminate. 
You need to put on your Shabbos Panim. You need to disconnect from the weekday and all that it stands for and represents and tap into and turn on Shabbos and all that that represents because please God, it'll bring the redemption that we all crave. Wishing everyone a happy, a healthy, and a holy Shabbos. Until next Friday, have a great Shabbos and a great week.